This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel in Seattle. <laughs> Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. <laughs> We're all back to our uh, respective cities, respective desks. Yeah, for this recording. So <laughs> true. Yeah, if anyone missed our last episode, it was our first time actually all doing it in one spot in the airstream at Adobe Aww. Max. So that was fun. That was good. That was really great. It was, was good because it was like, but th- it goes to say too, like how good it is w- that we do it over Skype. It actually, it's really neat because we get to see each other, and so it was like it was yeah. like doing the real thing, but totally live over there at mm-hmm. Max, which was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was good to just kind of be in one room and, uh, you know, do it like how they must have done in the old time radio days. <laughs> yeah. You know? What do you mean call in? How can I be I in a remote area? <laughs> it also matters who your special guest is. And it's like she could be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She just is a natural. Oh, isn't? Yeah. Imagine uh, the two of them together, too. It's like a whole other totally. whole other dynamic. But yeah, it was we a crystal. Uh, yeah, we were really lucky to have Amy there. That was fun. Yeah, I loved hanging out with her and loved hanging out with you too. And um, yeah, if anyone who is maybe on the fence about thinking about doing that next year, it's a lot of fun. The Adobe yeah. Max thing is fun and it's a, just a good way to kind of talk to other other people in the creative industries and kind of get the the scoop on what's coming up next. So Yeah, and you got a whole reason. year to work on your employer to get you to go and get it <laughs> right? in the budget yeah, if you're no full-time employed. It's totally yeah, worth it. I, I think that's interesting too to see how many people – are there from that because it's like a really good mixture of both independent and if you work for somebody, but, um, mm-hmm. and you know, what I know a lot of people do too, is they, they tell their boss and maybe even their creative team that they'll come back with like a full recap of everything, uh, to give the rest of the team. So that might help you get uh, a good ticket in there from your boss. Yeah, but, then they get, <laughs> but then they come back too hungover to actually do that properly. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it never happens. I know they're yeah. like, just watch the live, uh, watch the feeds online. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's mostly people that kind of have an actual gig because it is, you know, it's it's, it's a lot of money just for a freelancer to spend. But when you got a boss paying for it, there you go. Hell yeah, take yeah. it. Nice. So, what do you got? What's new with you guys since you've been back? Anything good? Hmm. Um. Damn. I'm uh, in relationship to our topic today. Uh. Yeah. There's been like a lot of good new. Uh. Set up three new business accounts, all based on our topic today, which is kind of cool. Um, nice. with LinkedIn. So, uh, it's been busy. Like I've been really kind of like, I think we usually have like a slow thing right before the holidays. I know we've all talked about this before too, you know, mm-hmm. hard to believe it's almost time to do our holiday, uh, <laughs> I know episodes. I was thinking yeah, about that. This is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's been kicking up in gear. And I think also too, I don't know about you guys, but coming back, I did get quite a big, like, just like, uh, my, my enthusiasm level is like 
through the roof when it comes to like what I want to start doing and maybe being a little more fine-tuned with the projects that I'm taking oh, on. How about good. you guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's great. interesting. You mentioned the holiday thing, and it's funny. Once October, November rolls around, everybody starts panicking, like, merchandise. We need to get our employees holiday <laughs> gifts. Like, mm-hmm. can you give us some ideas, and can you send us some mock-ups, too? And so we can just get this rolling. It's like this massive panic, which is fun, though. It's the one time of the year to, like, do do merch design, which I love. It's great. Yeah. 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 Well, and it feels like now is, like, I feel like if you're starting now, it's almost too late now. Oh, my God. I know. It's like, like no, I, I'm the same I way. Mean, it depends on the it's vendor. Good timing now. Yeah. Okay, cool. It depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm just winding down from spooky movie month. So I've, like, I'm just such a horror nut. So, like, whenever it's October, like, all I'll do is just watch horror movies all night. So. Oh, good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I went to my first ever, like, I don't, I can't do any of those haunted things to me. Like, I'm always, oh, really? like. A little bit afraid, like if someone comes too close, I might just hit them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But some friends convinced me to go, and it's it's literally at the LA Zoo. There's an old zoo, and there's like the new one. The new, and the old one's just this abandoned zoo right in Griffith Park in LA, yeah. and they converted it to this whole haunted hayride thing. I had an absolute blast, man. It was the funnest thing. Like it got me in the that's spirit, cool. but it was like the day before Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So. Well, I wonder I if that's where they filmed, because I, I remember one of the Saw movies, I think it was Saw 5, that took place in like an old abandoned zoo, which I, I was always like, that's someone said that. random, yeah. but I wonder mm-hmm. if they actually filmed it there. <laughs> I, awesome. I think someone mentioned that. I think someone mentioned that, that they've been using it for a lot of locations, because it's really, it's beyond scary, because you're just like, okay, you're oh, in yeah. an abandoned park. Like, okay, that tells you right off the bat, scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, there's, if there's anything more scary than a ghost, it's a ghost of like a predatory yeah. animal, you know, like <laughs> gorilla ghosts, lion ghosts. Yeah. I, I don't mess with them, man. I don't do that. Uh, I don't know how they got me yeah. to go, but it was well worth it. It was a blast. Now, now I can't wait for next Halloween. <laughs> right. All right. So before we get to our LinkedIn discussion, I think this is going to be a, a part, a two-parter episode. I think it's going to be uh, this episode. We're going to talk all about. Um, you know, kind of setting up your profile for success. And then the second part is where it's going to really get interesting, I think, where all the different strategies you can use on LinkedIn to actually get yourself more clients. But before we get there, we have to talk about, you know, making sure your profile is as good as it can be. Because I think a lot of times as designers, we focus so much on our own website because, of course, we can make that as pretty as we want. And LinkedIn's a little more limited with that. So, um, but it's still Mm -hmm. important to... Do everything on LinkedIn correctly. Um, so today we're going to talk all about that. But before we talk about LinkedIn, we need have need to have a little other discussion about Skillshare.com. A little love. Yeah, we love Skillshare. <laughs> Today's episode of the show is sponsored in part by Skillshare. So, um, you know, basically we've been using them for several years now. I go on there all the time. It's a great online learning platform. They have over 20,000 classes in design, photography, marketing, technology, freelancing, all the business stuff you need, all the creative stuff you need. Uh, You name it, they've got it. So if you're trying to uh, deepen your professional skill set to maybe go after bigger and better kinds of jobs or start that that side hustle of your dreams, uh, they're there for you to keep you learning and thriving every step of the way. So... What I found, because what I like to do now is find find courses that go with the episode. Uh, there's quite a few <laughs> good LinkedIn courses that you know you'll listen to this show and then go ahead and watch some of these because they can really get more in depth with the 
the visual components that, you know, you just have to take our word for it on the podcast, but um, you can actually <laughs> see them in action. So there's one called How to Build Your LinkedIn Profile for Business, Entrepreneurship, uh, and Freelancers. So that's just about a half hour, um, really deep dive into that. And there's many other ones to choose from as well. So they've got everything you need. And basically, we've got a deal worked out with Skillshare um, just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to those over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents, guys. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to start your two months today. That's Skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. So LinkedIn. Nick, you've been yeah. uh, knee deep or in this for a bit now. Want to tell everyone kind of a have been, bit of yeah, that story? Been, yeah, for sure. I think um, we used to bring in some specialists into classroom settings to kind of help designers and young designers get ready for it. And so the tactics we've been using, I got to tell you, I've been seeing like incredible results, not only myself, but anybody else who's kind of like gone through, like I almost look at what we're doing today as like a fine tuning, like you're tuning up your profile. You're going to get things ready to then go out and say, let's, let's publish, let's put things out there. So it's kind of like similar to your website. You're not going to go promoting yourself until your website's done. This is the same idea mm -hmm. here. So I think a lot of the tips we're talking about today are really the essentials, but a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Like we're afraid of this pro this, uh, this, uh, platform because it's not the fun world, but you know, part of me doesn't even want to talk about this because it's like such a great secret. Yeah. <laughs> once oh, really? everybody, yeah. or, once everybody's on this, I'm, I'm not afraid. wanting to make the time. I mean, it's like updating your mm -hmm. resume. It's, it's know, a dread. It's a dread to go in and update your resume. Yeah. So it's understandable. Think, yeah. It's understandable. The one entirely. good side, the one, the one good side is most of us probably already have this content living somewhere else. So a lot of the times it's just sure. about, copy pasting into the LinkedIn profile. Um, but if you haven't written something good, like a good bio, and we'll talk about like, you know, specifically your, your headline and all that other stuff. Now's the time to do it. Um, cause now you have it. And like, now what I do is when I need, when someone says, what's your bio, I can just copy it right from LinkedIn. Cause I know it's good. I know I spent time on it. So it's worth going through these exercises more than just having a great LinkedIn profile. Yeah. You know, and it's just good to have everything. Cause I think it's one thing just to do it and say, check it off your list like it's done, but it's another thing to actually do it in the right way that's going to attract the right <laughs> kind of business. Um, you know, we've done so, yeah. we talk so much about those old designer portfolios where it would just be like, my name's Joe and I like to design things. Like, but you can't do mm -hmm. that kind of copy anymore. Um, and that's definitely going to play yeah. big into your LinkedIn profile as well. So, mm -hmm. um, Let's mm -hmm. just get on with, we've basically got like eight action points here, um, and I'll start us off Great. with, you want to use an appropriate okay. photo or image for your, um, for your profile shot. So basically, there's a few things to keep in mind here. You know, you've got some choices. You can use a photo of yourself. You could use a logo, things like that. Um, I think if it's me and I'm looking for someone to hire and to work with, I'm I probably wouldn't settle for anything less than seeing a good professional photo of that person. Um, logos are Correct. fine, I think, if it's for a because I for for me in the in my LinkedIn presence, I have my profile, and then I have a, a deep end profile that's like for for the business. Yep. So that's a logo. Oh, you're good. Yeah, but I hardly ever use that to be honest with you. 
Um, but you you don't really. It's because it is kind of linked yeah. somehow. Whereas you are the creator of that one. But all it's going to do is make it more reputable. Like if someone catches your business one first, great. Mm -hmm. Then they see your personal and vice versa. Yeah. So it it doesn't. It can only help you for right. sure. But I think and I think for your own right, right. yeah for your own though. And even if you're doing it as for your business, I still think if if you're really the face of the business, use your face. And the other mm -hmm. the, the, yes, the other thing I can imagine a lot of designers do, and I think I've seen it, um, is using kind of an illustration of their face or some kind of an illustrated avatar. Like the avatar yeah. thing. Yeah. I yeah. would not do that because think about whenever you go online no. and you see something like that, it makes you feel like this isn't a real person or it's someone, you know, just mm – -hmm non-tangible yeah, yeah exactly and you want it to be ideally i would say head on into the camera you know really to mm -hmm. the eye contact is subconsciously important i think just to kind of make it, it look is. like yeah. you're um not a vase being evasive so and it should be professional it does not have to be like a 500 hundred dollar headshot that you pay for it just has to be professional you're not partying on saturday night at mardi gras or whatever yeah you know? <laughs> not that any of our listeners would do that but you never know no i i i you know whose picture i use as an example at my little boot camp is mikhail's i think you have like the best linkedin picture by far yeah because it so shows much. it shows your personality and yet it's still professional and so if you know Follow follow Mikkel on LinkedIn yeah. so you can see it. <laughs> I just got you a few new a few new followers. That's so nice. But it's it's really great. I think that's a good example. I think as creatives, we have some liberty to be a little bit fun, but don't do don't do something over the top and like zany. It's all about still sure. like, who is your brand, right? Who well, are and you? And I a, admit, as a I paid for a photo shoot. I mean, it's worth paying, and that that shoot has lasted me a few years. Mm -hmm. Exactly, um, isn't that great? Now that I've got more gray hair, I need to book another one. <laughs> That's what Photoshop's yeah, for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's just, yeah. it's worth it. And you can book a good photographer through, you know, recommendations or friends. I mean, it's like the photographers are everywhere nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. not feel that you're paying an arm and a leg. Because it's utilized. I mean, think about all the areas that it's utilized. It's utilized if you use Gmail for your business email, it's utilized there. I love being able to see profile imagery yeah. there and consistency. That was the next thing I was going to get to. Um, yeah. Across all social media, as well as, um, you know, some people, some people use it in their with, you know, business card and re resume stuff and, you know, yeah. just on your website Plus as a benches, whole. So that it's kind of stuff. useful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's useful, One, though. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. One really good tip, too, is whatever you do, have a photo there. If you have no yeah. photo, the chances that you will be clicked on are almost yeah. nil. So, like, make sure it, it's, again, like you said earlier, it's that human touch. It's the connection, the, you know, really good shot and everything. But I'm surprised sometimes I'll, I'll click on – I always urge students to do it, and then they won't have a photo on there. They're like, oh, I don't have a good one. Yeah. It's oh, like, really? You have yeah. an iPhone 8 with portrait mode. Yeah. Like, have someone take a nice yeah. shot of you. It takes two that's seconds. That's something I really want to – I'm going to give sure. some tough love right here. And I, there are a lot of people who say that kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't have anything good or – they're just kind of shy to do it. It's true. I say you need to get over Take that right two now. Minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. Even if it makes you kind of uncomfortable, that's okay. You still need to have a photo because it really makes it look like you're not I a agree. real 
person that they can get a hold of. I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've even on like a designer's website where it's got the about page and there's no, and there's like nothing, nothing yeah. that you can connect to, you know, and it's, or it's a picture of them from behind and they're at their workstation. I'm like, no, <laughs> show a picture well, point, of I feel you. like it's probably just a stock photo, you know, <laughs> if it's not even. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you, and don't forget too, you get your background art too. You get the header image in the back of your LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile too. So here we are as branding people and graphic designers, throw in maybe a, the latest shot of maybe one of your works or a pattern or colored from your branding. Yeah. Like you get that background. Or if you have too, a cool, if you have a even, cool work, st- work setup, that's a, a cool thing yeah, to put there exactly. as well. You know? um, yep. Or a studio yeah. space or something. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're living in a there day and age where these photos are very important and it's not about how hot you are. Like people get tripped up with that. It's just about like, exactly. it's about just having that connection. So don't worry if yeah. you don't feel yeah. like you're, you know, set to be on the cover of next month's Vogue or whatever. That's not what it's about. Yeah. So, <laughs> damn yeah. it, you're, you're gonna come calling you, Nick, one of these days. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I hope so. 2019 is your year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, Mikkel, you got us. Uh, you got number two here. Yeah. So this next um, key point is about making sure that you feature strong headline with keywords. And I think it's nice. I know I've done this for myself. It took me, it was on my to-do list forever, but um, a while back I hired a copywriter to help me describe yeah. myself and to pinpoint the areas that make me and MKM unique. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went and make sure that she was responsible for applying that messaging and MKM language across all of MKM media. So she worked, she worked that in for me and it's just good to be, to put that into practice for consistency. Um, and then not only that, but this, I, I know I mentioned um, resume before, but this is no different than ensuring, this is your resume online. Yeah. So yeah. In, ensuring time. that you have those buzz terms that really identify you and make, make you unique. If you specialize in a certain niche area, now's your time to really pinpoint that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to get into the mind of a recruiter, which is not an easy task. It's e- this is easier to talk about, but that's really useful too. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. if you if you if you can play that role and see what you might punch in on your keyboard to search for somebody that is an expert in your particular area of the industry, that's really something important to keep in mind in yeah. way of keywords. Well, and also keep in mind too, like what recruiters are going to type in is going to be very different from what a kind of a more layperson client would type in, you know, because yeah. recruiters, they know all the buzzwords, yeah, but a client who's just trying to hire a designer may not know, you know, they would probably, they might even type in like, you know, what's everyone just says graphics designer. That's like the, you know what I mean? Or even like creative, you know, if you put that, creative but, director, yeah. like, yeah, like you put creative director, that's obviously a role someone's going to yeah. look for. But if you put, you know, hey, we've talked a lot about specialists. Like if you're a brand specialist or a web developer, you know, uh, and you want to throw that in there, keep in mind who's looking for you. Is it a is it an employer or is it a possible right. client? So write the right words yeah. in there. The one tip someone told me was keep in mind you have 120 characters for this. So a lot of people aren't taking full advantage. They'll put art director, Los Angeles. That's like a, 
too little. You got 120 characters, so they want to make sure, take advantage of it, and try to put those top two keywords in there that um, you feel are the best things that people are going to be looking yeah. for you. With. And w remember we had Terry Trespicio on the show, and I, I, I keep going mm -hmm. back to, like, it was her, I think, yeah. it said something like, when you put some your your job title in there, like <laughs> graphic designer, and she's like, congratulations, great, you're a graphic <laughs> designer. What is yeah. that? Like, what, but yeah. what do you do? For your clients, like that's yeah. why that's the biggest uh -huh. takeaway I think for this section is you need to not only put in what you do, but how you help your clients, like put that into a really succinct little elevator pitch of this is what I do for my clients and here's the result they get from it. Like if you put that yeah. as your headline, that's going to be so much more, yeah. you know, head turning than graphic designer. Yeah. Right? But keep in mind, there's two different things. You have that headline, yeah. and then you have your summary. And your summary is where you get a lot more room to write sentences yeah. and to put, like, but you I know, all that stuff. I think that's the difference between the, you know? the quick elevator pitch and the, you know, fleshing yeah, it yeah, out. Right. I still think it's important exactly, to put exactly. that benefit in the headline. But, yeah, you, know, you can try it. Yeah, ways. especially us as not looking for jobs, we're looking for the client. Yeah. So if it tells them you're going to have you're going to get something great with us or we're going to make life easier for sure put it in yeah, there absolutely right right awesome all right next up is that yep. me <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> so your your biggest body copy your biggest section there is obviously your relevant experience and keeping it updated as much as possible even if it's full-time jobs you've had in the past uh definitely do that but then you also want to put your current position of what you're doing now with your company. So if you have your own design agency, that's obviously the best thing to put in there. And that's probably going to be the most recent because of your who you are. Mm -hmm. So your experience, if you are the founder or the sole proprietor of your business, make sure it's there. And one of the best things to do uh, in the last few years now, they've made it so multimedia rich. So you can put in your uh, PDFs, you can put in PowerPoint presentations, you can put in slideshows. If you have a, a company video of something like that, make sure it's in there. So have that in your summary for each one. And if you have previous stuff too, from your jobs that you were even full-time with, drop in the multimedia stuff because people, I hate it, but people just want to see stuff. It's so, <laughs> no one wants to read much anymore, yeah. you know? So keep it up to date. You know, make sure you're up to date. The last thing you want to see is like someone visit it and see like it hasn't been touched in quite a while. You know what I mean? So it's very, very sure that you want to do that. And you get, I think you get 2,000 characters per job. So again, emphasize your accomplishments and your strengths um, and use those keywords. Uh, someone, the person that we used on this was telling us if you have that list of kind of keywords, like Mikhail, you were saying you took the time to write great copy, have keywords that are available that you can drop and sprinkle in throughout as you're writing your user experience and everything here in your in that area. So that way you're found better because it's all SEO when it comes to LinkedIn and how you're found, mm -hmm. you know, so getting keywords in there is super, super important. Yeah, get those keywords in there. And also like one thing I would kind of hit home with this section too, is resist that urge to use that resume speak that kind of corporate everyone, when you write your resume, yeah. there's a, yeah. a certain language everyone likes to use. But I'm the the more time goes on, the more I'm really seeing the light on just really conversational copy, like writing mm -hmm. it the way you would be telling a friend about it. I think that's just so much more 
Yeah. You know, and you can use sentence fragments. You can use contractions. It's more approachable and conversational. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And how much are you going to say? That's a great point. No yeah. one else is doing that. Like everyone else. The only people that are doing that are probably like copywriters. <laughs> You know, so if you're the one who does that, it <laughs> yeah. just kind of is very approachable and you're you're getting your ideas across very, you know, just conversationally. I think people enjoy that and they'll respond to it. I, I did that. That was one of the last overhauls I did. I went through everything because I wrote it very resume-ish. I think I even pulled it off a resume. Mm-hmm. Um, but I changed it all to the more conversational where like as something at this company, I was my 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 biggest assets or my biggest accomplishments were and you you play it in more of that role i'm even i even feel much better now seeing it and reading it going that's 10 times better than the way yeah. it used to be for yeah, sure absolutely <laughs> it's know? much more relatable people don't want to read all that maybe recruiters do oh yeah exactly that's about it i would say yeah yeah okay so the next one is skills and expertise um but before we get there i'm actually going to do a little cuz you made me think of something nick i'm going to do a little mini one here that yeah. i think should be so basically, I, there's a section on there that deals with all of your um, contributions, like things you've, like articles you've written, videos, blah blah blah. Yes. So I, I mean, yes. I think if you have any kind of articles you've written that show you as the expert, or any videos you've made, anything like that, by all means, put them there. Um, especially mm-hmm. the video, like that would really come across great. Oh, you know, people dude, would want. I get watch so it many and, people who say, "I want." I yeah, they they'll say. On a LinkedIn invite, I saw your video, would love to talk. And like, that's just front and center, which is fantastic. But also too, what you're saying, like they have a very similar thing where if you write an article on LinkedIn, it's kind of like medium, same idea. Um, And you can write it, but it will show, not only does it show up on feeds where people see, hey, Wes has written a new article, but in your recent activity on your profile, those show up Mm -hmm. as well. So the more... The more content rich you are, even if you're just writing and you do those articles all the time, all you have to do is almost like link it into your feed and it's it's part of LinkedIn yeah. automatically. And when you write an article or make a video it's, instructing how to do something like a how-to or anything like that, it's amazing mm-hmm. how much people will associate you with really knowing that topic. It, so, even if all yes. you did was research it and made kind of wrote an article or a video about it. If just by having that, yeah. you already are standing head and shoulders above so many other people. So I would, uh, I would. Oh make, yeah, they won't go searching. They won't go searching because they yeah. found you. Yeah, and you, you're talking their language exactly. already, or what they yeah. want to hear. Okay, so but my real one, I'm that's on this list here is skills and expertise. So basically, <laughs> this is just that section where you add all the different. Uh, you know, basically, it's your special skills. It's Photoshop, mm-hmm. logo design, all that stuff. So make sure you build that out. Um, and one word of warning here, you can go nuts and you can add every single thing you can think of. Um, but what you might want to do, because you can ask people for like to recommend you for these things so, or endorse you for those things. Endorse so you. What you really want to do is if you're going for a specific kind of career trajectory, really limit those things to the, the, the most, um, you know, narrow focus so that when people the most appropriate to you so when people are endorsing Mm -hmm. you they're not because most people will not put any thought behind it they will just endorse you for the first three things they see so i I think on mine i'm like endorsed out the out the ass for like you know logo design and stuff stuff that i don't really have any interest in doing yeah where i would and because people click on them so freely to endorse you you know so yeah keep it but also endorse others yeah 
don't forget to endorse other people. Cause it's like once another great top tip with this is it's not all about you putting uh, waiting for responses. You got to incorporate too and help others. So the more you endorse others, they'll be, it'll show up on when they come on. This is, do you endorse West for web development? And someone will click on that. Yeah. So it kind of helps you be found That's too. That's exactly right. So yeah, just put those cool. on, but don't go nuts. Keep it kind of honed to what you want to do and what you're best at, I would say. I got to take, take a few of those yeah, off. Me too. <laughs> That's a good point. Me too. I think I have, Especially like, if, it, if it says web development. It's like, come on. <laughs> I'm sure mine has web development, yeah. <laughs> and I probably have endorsements. I'm like, sorry, unless you want it on Wix, <laughs> <Right>. baby. <laughs> nice. All right, Mikhail. But is, okay. I think oh. – is this the recommendation area too? Or no, that's. I think that's toward um, skills. I think it's a little later. That's yeah. towards the end. Gotcha. For, oh yeah, yeah perfect. Toward the okay. end, but it kind of all this kind of folds into it to one another, doesn't oh, it? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So this next topic is good and probably the most simple adjustment that you can make if you haven't done this already, and that is to yeah. assign your name to your LinkedIn URL. Mm-hmm. And yes. this doesn't mean that it has to be first and last name. Um, you can at, you can have it alongside your business name and first name um, if you want to. Something that's catchy, maybe your business name has part of your name. So if you haven't done this already, it just cleans up your profile, adds credibility, and this is again incredibly easy to get <laughs> done. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a three steps. Is this the hand. kind of thing? Yeah, there's a great. little edit yeah. text link mm-hmm. we'll next to your URL on your profile where yeah. you go in and manage that. So it's really easy. Yeah. My question is well, we can um, say to get a vanity URL, I think it used to be that you had to have a certain number of connections. Do you know if that's still the case? Oh, no. I, in oh, fact, we I do haven't it with, heard of that. We do it with students who have like just signed. I think you have to at least have be on it and have a, maybe a – that's a good point. I, I doubt it's anything okay. high because I've had new students and we go through this exercise with them. And all you're doing is – Without doing this, you're getting, you know, www.linkedin.com slash, and then it's like a line of code that is your URL. Yeah. What this allows you to do is shrink it down to like, you know, deep end design or MKM design or, you know, your, just your name, Nick Longo, oh, yeah. whatever no, it I is. I know that, but I, it, I think there used to be some yeah. kind of a barrier to entry because they probably just didn't want like people sitting on names. I think to this sell. used to be <laughs> the case. I think this used to be the case. Yeah. And then you had to pay if you wanted to make an adjustment to the URL, but I don't think that that's the case anymore. Okay. Yeah. So anyone can do it. Good to know. Yep. <laughs> yep. And also, too, don't forget, then it becomes a very small link that you could use elsewhere. So, right. uh, on, you know what I mean? Uh, and even though it could be just a hyperlink somewhere, at least it looks more professional. Like, the, like kind of our notes are saying, it's like it kind of looks a little cleaner. When you have that, oh, for sure, and I just don't think a lot of yeah, people know this is something you can do. Yeah, not so crazy long and exhaustive. It's true. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. we want we want things yep. to be pretty around here, so let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> do it. All right, cool. <laughs> so the next little area we're going to talk about is samples, and again, this is going back to what I was saying earlier about all the stuff you can you can add to your to your site and to individual experience or your summary at the top. I like putting it in the summary because let's just say. Uh, someone's only got a quick minute to glance through it. If it's up on top, it's obviously going to be a lot better. So the cool thing about this is, is if like, let's say you're doing a great new Behance project or you put something new on your portfolio or you have made that new video, you can drop it into the samples area 
uh, either on your summary or in all of your individual work experiences. And it's really great because it's like, it's such a neat thing that's even if it's something you did on another social media platform, you can link it up there. Um, anytime I do anything that's remotely cool, or I want to show off a new project that was finished. Not only do we post it on like, you know, Behance or whatever, but I'll make the habit of doing it on LinkedIn because I'm telling you, this is, these are the people you want to see your samples. When you see who's looked at this and their VP of new business development at a company you want to work mm -hmm. for, then that's an open door right there. And they've seen your work. And now you can write to them and be like, hey, um, I love your work as well. We're a big fan of your product. You know, and then a good dialogue could start. So make sure you are being as multimedia rich on your LinkedIn profile as possible. There's so many different great ways to do it now. So just experiment and look and see what they're doing. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. I've been using it a cool. lot. Now I have you know? another question about this. So do you, um, yeah. with samples, can you write about it as well as if it were a case study or is it just kind of putting images up? Oh, then in that case, I would do the, like a link, LinkedIn article when you actually, in your post area, instead of saying do a new post, you say do a new okay. article. And then it's, you can bring in videos, you can bring in pictures, and it looks more like a magazine kind of like medium post. And then you post it, and say, I've put a new article yeah. out. So not only is hmm. it in your feed, but it's in your summary on your, on your uh, yeah. profile as well. I would do that. So these are, yeah. these are killer. And I tell yeah, you, article, you can that's see. A good, that's a good tip. I like it. You could see who checks it out. And like the other day, someone checked out, someone actually liked and then uh, asked to be connected. And they were uh, one of the owners of a company, of a brand that I actually use. And I was like, oh, this mm -hmm. is awesome. They already found me. So we've had all day yesterday, had a back and forth. And finally, at the end, I said, if you if branding needs are in your future, we'd love to talk to you. And they were like, we're, we're expanding into all new products. Let's talk next week. So nice. it happened from just a post mm -hmm. I put on. It's it's like it's a goldmine. I'm telling you, it really That's is amazing. It really is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of piggybacks on that a bit, which is basically, and this sounds really obvious, but I have a feeling a lot of people probably don't even go this far <laughs> with it. Um, you want to you want to link to your portfolio, obviously, your website, yeah, because um, LinkedIn is great, and there's there's some, but there's so much you can do on your website that you can't do anywhere else because other platforms like LinkedIn or whatever, what have you. Every, all, everything has to be a little shoehorned into their layout. So um, if yeah, you have a really yeah. strong portfolio website, you know, with a good call to action, hopefully, then you want to get, ideally, you want to get people to your website where they're kind of on your turf. You know, you've got the home court advantage there. So obviously link to your portfolio, but then the caveat to that is your portfolio has to be well-optimized and, not only showing your best yes. work, but explaining it and having a really good kind of uh, funnel in place to get these prospects to yes. contact you. So, yeah. And, and it makes sense, right? It's totally like exactly what's the next step. If they want to go off of LinkedIn and find more, it's all should be easy found. I think also, too, you can have a little thumbnail of like it almost shows the the opening screen of your website. Mm -hmm rather than just having a link. So you can put that image in there. So it's more clickable, kind of like more of a call to action by putting a, a nice shot of your, your homepage and then put the, put the link there too. So now they're like, Oh, there's his website. There's her website. Click. Yeah. Makes a lot I more think sense. Anyone who's hiring a designer, they are looking for that. They, 
they understand mm-hmm. they want to see what your website looks like. Um, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we're, we're definitely still judged by that. So yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, totally yeah absolutely true. Okay. So, and then this last area is all about recommendations. You know how, um, fresh books, every time you submit an invoice, there's this, or, yeah. or, or download PDF, there's this like queue where they send this notification. Do you want to request a, you know, a review or recommendation from, mm-hmm. your, from your client point of contact? And I oftentimes don't have the time. I, I just X out of that window. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know what would be smart is to not X out of that window. And every time that you see that pop up, it's a reminder to request a recommendation via LinkedIn from all of your your connections when you have wrapped up a project of any kind. Yeah. Perfect um, time to do it. <laughs> that's the perfect time to do it because the, you, you're on their mind. It's fresh. You just wrapped up something. You're closing the door for the time being. Um, and there's a way to do this that's not too annoying. Like when, you know, when that email comes through that your point of contact is going, oh, God. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so I always provide a little spiel of a paragraph. Like, does this look good to you based on our experience together? Oh, that's they great. can re- rephrase it or extract some of the copy that you've provided just to kickstart it. So they're not feeling like, oh, what should I say? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always feel weird about doing that, but it is the right way to do it. It kills two birds because you are coming up with the content that you want to be highlighted about you. And oftentimes it will always be rolled in to that recommendation. Mm -hmm. Mikkel's writing like, not only is she a snazzy dresser, but she, (laughs) (laughs) but she always comes. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) I love it. Those are so, I've asked for, I think I asked for it with, two or three of the people that I really thought would be um, could really talk uh, a bit based on the project level and the scope of the projects yeah. that we talked about that we worked with. And that's great too. And then um, I think what's, what's important too is most, most people tell you at least have two, like that's kind of like the key number to at least strive mm-hmm. for. And then two plus would obviously be fantastic. And then like the testimonials are not weighed as high as the recommendations. So really strive to get two or three people to give you that. Sure. And like you said, give even if it's just pointers and say, hey, if I'm gearing up to be much more of a brand person, like sprinkle in that word a few more times, you know, or is it okay if I can edit yeah. it and show it back to you? Because we're all because you can do it, you're gonna do it for others. Control over this. Yeah. And then yeah. be prepared to write a few for others too. Like I think again it's this it's this give and take type of thing. You want to make sure that as much as you're asking for people to do stuff for you, you're doing the same for them and their companies. Yeah. Right. Well, you a know, lot of times, makes just a lot of to sense. ask for the, the review, a lot of times what some, some people recommend is actually you doing it first for someone else. And then mm-hmm. usually like LinkedIn will prompt them and say, oh, Mikkel wrote this review for you. And then they'll kind of say on their own, yeah. uh, do you want to write yeah. one for her? People generally yep. will um, do more nice things if they feel like, it's, you know, they're reciprocating something. So, yeah. Yes. They're just human right. nature. Yeah, correct. But, yeah, it's a good thing yeah. to right. kind of hit home for them what you would want them to touch on. Because, yeah, otherwise you're going to mm-hmm. get a lot of, oh, yeah, Mikkel was great to work with. Five star, you know, like it's just not that a, generic speak. Yeah. Exactly. Or what they'll do. I don't care how much much stuff I do for a client where it's like, 
We're getting, you know, new, new customers in the door, all this stuff. At the end of the day, almost all of them just say the website looked great. Like they just, they still need to know <laughs> like the things to say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, there's know. smart ways of going about it. So, but in the next episode, <laughs> we're going to go a little further uh, down the funnel here and taking that fully optimized profile and using it to actually go out there and, and get new clients. So that's all everyone's homework before yeah, our nice. next episode is to have your profile <laughs> built out. I can add a few more things to add to a homework list. I yeah. love that you said that. Oh, we got the professor so, here, all right. Some goal, here's some goals. Here's <laughs> hashtag LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. goals, right? <laughs> Everyone strives, the, the magic number is to have 500 plus connections. That's yeah. kind of like, that brings you to a level of activity and engagement on LinkedIn that LinkedIn likes. So like, again, your whole point is to be found easier and faster and higher on lists when people go searching for things that are in your wheelhouse or what you do. So kind of strive for that. I know that's a lot to ask for, but it could be a snowball effect. Once you get one or two of the right people, and then it's kind of like when you've seen in that world of back in the day when Facebook started and all of a sudden you saw that one person you connected with and it opened the door to 10 others because people are trying and everyone's on here. Uh, The other thing is to join as many groups as possible because the groups are really interesting. You can obviously mute them so you're not seeing the – in your feed, you'll get you know a thousand different feeds about the groups that you've joined. But you just being in a group, I've been found based on packaging groups, um, toy toy and uh, gift design groups, and all these ones that are from previous work things. Find groups, you search them in the group area. Find groups that are specific to you and join them, and then that's just get helping you be found a little bit better. Um, a few other things is if you reach out to someone, never, and I think this was a Terry Trespigio a tip too, don't mm-hmm. just use the default thing saying, let's connect, yeah. write something, mm-hmm. say, hey, Steven. Yeah. yeah, I think it, we have a it, lot to share. It allows to, you to, to share. That, that much more genuine. Yeah. Exactly. So make sure you do that for sure. So build the contacts and your connections, join the groups, and as you reach out to people and say hello to, make sure you put in a custom oh. message. Do not rely on that default. And here's one. something else. God, Sorry, I, I, this is huge because it's such a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Do not, when someone accepts your request, do not immediately follow that up with a sales pitch. Like that, it happens to me. Oh, oh that God, drives me bad. I've gotten yeah. to a point where I've stopped yeah. take, accepting most of my requests because in every single time, Same. they would just come back to me and say, "Oh, we." We do custom PHP where it's like, okay, great. You yeah. and everybody else. And I don't need like to be yep. bombarded. Or at least look and see, do you have, do you have one, do you have mutual connections? That's a nice sign. Yeah. And two, look at their title. Look at their or, profile, profile you know before you click It'll yes. It'll just be downright insulting. Like that, that spiel of your website could look so much better. Oh, yeah. We can yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you can mind those by just looking at who that person is and what they're – the best part of this is you see the person's title. And if it's one of these like yeah. I got one the other day, it was like chief, chief happiness <laughs> officer. I was like, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not going to yeah. click that because that's going to be followed well, up by a Well, that may be the person yeah. that David Lesue hired as his life coach. Could be. Yeah. Oh my God, the that's CHO. hilarious! Yeah, no, I <laughs> I looked, and I get a lot from even like from factories and stuff over because we yeah. have so many connections with factories and and things over in Asia, and all they want to do is just sell you the latest toy and and say, yep. do you have a client for 
be in the state. Yeah. So like, just be careful, but also to like, be the person who's going out there and finding the right people. The, oh, the other thing is follow the target companies you want to work for. So if there's any company that's on your wish list, you have to be following them and you want to engage in them. You want to like write to them and be like, hey, I love your products. These are fantastic stuff. And take it, you know, we do branding and totally get it. Um, would love to work sometime in the future. Like those are really good things. So follow the companies you hope to hope like w- would like be on your yeah. wish list for and sure. And that's all we're yeah, going to give point. you now till next time. Mm-hmm. We got, we got more of these, that's uh, it. these hot <laughs> tips for getting, getting jobs next week. But of course we have the listener question coming up, but first we got fresh books. We love fresh books so <laughs> much. If you're not on with on board with fresh books yet, I don't know. Come on, man. We've, how long we've we been talking about this? They're amazing. We love them. God, I don't know if you like to, uh, you know, make customized invoices with Google Docs every time. I sure don't. That's what. For, <laughs> that's what I used to do. Oh I used to like, go and get one of those stupid yeah. looking templates on Google Docs and cut, put yeah. all the information in and try to make it look like the right colors. I say fe to that. I have no time for that. No more. Books makes it <laughs> no easy. Um, they basically make it super easy for you to put in your own brand colors. You can put a new client. You put in the charges. It sends it off immediately. Most people are paid within one business day when they send a FreshBooks invoice. And for the ones who don't pay right away, if they miss their deadline, they will send you that. They will send that follow up uh, reminder email for you. That obviously is coming from their system and it's not coming from you. So it just, it still makes you look uh, like the hero who does cool things for them and not like the bill collector who's chasing them with a pitchfork. <laughs> no one likes the pitchfork guy. So let, so let FreshBooks be that person for you. Uh, but we've been using them for years and years and we keep renewing with them because we can't live without it. That's kind of the biggest endorsement of all. Uh, that I can say. It's not even like a, you don't even consider. It's just a done deal every yeah, year. Like I'm not going <laughs> to, wouldn't dream of, of dropping them. So, and they've got great phone support, obviously. Um, you know, who ever answers the phone anymore with a real person? Fresh Books does. That's the answer to that. So uh, to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeplygraphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Again, 30 free days. Uh, freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right. So awesome. we have a listen to question. Uh, this one comes from <laughs> Brendan Ritchie. And Brendan says, long-time listener, first-time caller. I, <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to put a question to the team. What does your workspace look like? What are some tools you find yourself using outside of the standards? And what essential, in, in air quotes, tools need to be laid to rest? All right, so... That's a that's a great yeah. part of the question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get rid of these things that we thought we needed. <laughs> Like yeah, a right. desk. <laughs> well, I can tell you what the, what essential I got, I got rid of was the stupid ball you were supposed to sit on for a couple of years. I know. Uh, 2014. That's gone too. I had it as yeah. well. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> I I I have I've had one just a couple times now because it's useful when you're pregnant to work that way. Oh, the, there you go. You're, are you sitting on it now? The but, ball. 
No, I'm sitting in my chair because I was too lazy okay. before we started recording <laughs> to pull it over here, which is really ridiculous. <laughs> but um, things like that, things like that do make make a difference, though. I mean, it's, th- it's funny. You, you, that ball yeah. lasts a good week, and then you're like, eh. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't see the point. Like, you know what? It didn't I help my, that it didn't help my back. <laughs> my um, stand up and sit down adjustable desk. I f- sit far more than I stand, and I used to be really good about you know having a balance between the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to just sit and crank it out, and not worry about anything else. So it's no, it's not a shock. To, understand that oftentimes depending on the week or month your desk is a complete shithole covered Mm -hmm. with stuff yeah i mean whenever i come back when we came back from how and now adobe max a couple times i've got all the samples i collected (laughs) everywhere yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) i should have left them in the so maybe the rule the rule is to like once a month kind of like do a cleanup or something because like I know when I spend the time to kind of clean things up and I hit it the next day, it is the best day ever. Like, you know, you like yeah. everything's in order and great. Yeah. Um, I would like say the sheets new nice. essential. There's better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's you know, a I think good the, comparison. By, by far the newest, I think, essential is is truly the the, ver- the ability to have either a standing desk or not. Because I think that's one of those key things that, like, we're going it, to – it's a long-term – like helpful thing to be standing more and i've noticed a huge difference in it and also too it's interesting i didn't think it could actually like really really work standing like you think you have to sit Mm -hmm. for that and it's changed my whole um kind of perception of it and i actually do better sometimes standing which is great um but i think it's your workspace is really up to you i've seen every version of it from people i know and what they have i think it's the key is to make it your own do you want good inspiration and stuff on your wall do you want sunlight um i i almost keep mine more like living room style with like a couch and like rather than i just i hate anything corporate like it's the whole reason i left that shit behind right i want to make it as 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 more comfortable and good as possible but also obviously effective and efficient um what what about printers are you guys do you guys still keep a printer um i have one i never use it because i'm I'm like the lazy. I know, I'm so man. lazy when it comes to this. I'll buy a new printer, <laughs> and then as soon as it runs out of ink, I'm like, "Well, that's it for that. <laughs> done. <laughs> I never buy any ink, and I'm done with it." I know, <laughs> I know. I, I I did the same, and then like what I wound up doing was finally I getting a good color laser. I would think of the three of us, you would laser. utilize a printer most, Nick. Yeah, I, it's funny. It, I have a color laser, and I got a great deal on it, and it's great. But you're right. Oh my god, dude, it's like three hundred bucks changing out the toner in this thing it's like yeah. ridiculous but yeah. the cool thing is it, if it sits for a while unlike inkjets uh it will be okay because it's powder mm. based you know it's like toner based so that's cool but i think we're getting to be so much more paperless with everything we're doing yeah. um i found the only thing i'm printing out is sometimes that's school related so it's kind of like work-wise only when i want to have something more tangible and on paper i do but so that's becoming maybe one of those essentials that Unless you really need it and you're printing out yeah. the proofs yourself or something, I think that could be one thing that maybe we're all kind of doing without. Yeah. You know? I definitely um, have very little need for anything printed out these days. I think I used yeah. to lean on kind of printing it like when I would do my discovery sessions with a client, like I would have I'd print that out in the end, mm-hmm. kind of have all the just because I like to have yes. a tangible, you know, guide. I would highlight things. Um Yeah, I've gotten away from it now though. I don't we need it anymore. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. In terms of my, yeah, I don't know. I think I, there's a. I be I. It's funny. I have calls regularly with those individuals that are our age-ish or, or or a little older, and they're grabbing whatever's on their desk to write something down as a reminder. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I did that for myself. Yeah. Everything's really? recorded digitally. <laughs> right. In my, yeah, in my I, notes, I, it yeah. syncs with my phone and my calendar. It Same. With my phone. It has to sync. That's um, a good point. Because I can be anywhere when something prompts me. Um, so I just, that, I don't understand. Note you took? <laughs> I don't understand. It's so old school. Like, who buys sticky note pads anymore? I don't get it. Well, funny you should yeah. mention. I have some. I hardly ever I, I get sticky notes sometimes <laughs> just because sometimes I like to, um, like, lay out a site architecture that way. Like, just kind of physically yes. like lay things down. Oh, that's down. different. Sure. Yeah, for sure. that reason. But for that note taking thing, yeah. I know what you're saying too. I think the only thing I've I've still or kept that's kind reminders. of a bit. For reminders. What's that? For sick, yeah. For reminders. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah. I still keep a I still keep a board that has like post-its on it of jobs. And it's I need to see a visual on the wall that's like how the progress of that, where the job is stalling, okay. what's due mm-hmm. tomorrow. And it's just a good thing to have a visual. And sure. I think everyone has their own idea of how they well, traffic. And everybody's different right? in that regard. I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else we can So I shouldn't be giving like, these people shit, should I, is basically what you're telling me. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Everybody's different. We all groove yeah. in our own individual way. Yeah. Everyone has their yeah, different everything else right. systems like, for I keeping love things on track. Um, I've got sure. a, a dry yes. erase board that I'll write like my to-do mm-hmm. list on um some things i got rid of i don't use my wacom tablet at all anymore um yeah let's see like tools i yeah tools i use a lot i didn't that feel like a trend it felt like a trend didn't it the way the wacom yeah ta- tablet stuff. I, some people are still huge power use and then there's the cintiqs which are like the actual displays that you yeah. can write on that it's their version you well, know and, and, and i did if, a, if you're I an did illustrator an eyebrow you raise when they had the demos going on at max because a, yes. a lot of them are utilizing the stylus for yeah, yeah. For and maybe a good new standard could be i think what i'm slowly incorporating much more in and i think now with the recent updates is the new ipad like i think that's becoming the secondary tool um, because with Photoshop now yeah. being 100% on there and the fact that it's kind of taking over Wacom, whereas as a way of like, let's say you have to do something by hand, but yeah. it's such a good, it's such a good, um, kind of accompaniment to your Mac because I could be anywhere and like through Dropbox or whatever. And even the, like the FreshBooks app and everything on iPad, it's just as good, if not better than on your desktop. So uh, it's becoming a new like it's almost a replacement usability though as the creator. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. People that are I, I'm very keyboard centric sometimes depending on the task. It I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think that, again, it's real custom to everybody. But then it's like, sure. like music wise, like you know, uh, your chair, all those other things. I think it's all. Yeah. It really should, don't copy anybody. Do do what you want to do. do what's you suitable know? for you. That's a really good yeah. point to end on. Yeah. I you know. Think. Hashtag treat yourself. Cool. Treat yep. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So awesome. Yeah, hopefully that answered your question, Brandon, somewhat. Um, but keep sending in those listener questions to questions at the deependdesign.com. And uh, our inbox is a little lonely with audio questions lately. So keep those coming. We love Aww, them. Oh, boo. Um, yeah. yeah. And other than that, anything else you guys want to bring up before we wrap it up? Uh... You good? 
Go get your no, Starbucks holiday oh, cup. You <laughs> it's a little early yeah, this year, but holy crap! Me. All right, well, with that in mind, we had to run into we had to run into store really quickly on Halloween day, and they had tons of holiday shit up already. I think we were in a hardware I know. store, of course, all the trees and everything. You know, holy. Costco had it in August. Come on! Yeah. Oh my crazy. gosh, I can imagine. Yeah, Costco's always early. <laughs> it's it's freaking ninety degrees yeah. here today. Are you no, kidding? That's me? Weird. Is it really? Not in the mood. Oh, wow. Sorry, I had to bring in weather. Holly jolly. (laughs) All right, well, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.